Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. The season is over. The Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions, and the Blackhawks are on the clock. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you smash that like button on our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you are following or subscribed on your preferred podcast app and then download some other podcast apps and then subscribe there too yeah, even and the then, ones you don't like yeah just any app just get them all and subscribe there and then leave us five star reviews on everything and that would be greatly appreciated what else we gotta say that's it right that's in terms it. of all of our uh, stuff we've got our father's day sale going on at chgolocker.com that's buy one get one half off all chgo shirts that's june 8th through the 18th, uh, the deadline to guarantee Father's Day shipping has passed. However, you can still get your order in and just do what I do. Crap, I waited to the last minute. Print out the order form and pack that up for Dad and say, it's coming soon. <laughs> You'll get it when it gets here. Yeah, that works. Happy Father's Day. Bl- blame your faults on the U.S. Postal Service. I, it works. Yeah, yeah. It works. There you go. I swear exactly I ordered right. it like your a month ago. It just hasn't you. shown up yet. <laughs> yeah, just cross that date off the top there. Yeah. Uh, and we've got our Nashville trip coming up as well because, you mm-hmm. know, something big is happening there. If you missed it, the Hawks are picking first. Yeah, Garth Brooks is opening a new bar. <laughs> he is. Good for him, by the way. Uh, join us at Hopsmith Nashville on Tuesday. June 27th. We're going to have a happy hour and meet up before the Hawks make history. Each ticket includes all you can drink from 1 to 4 p.m. That's three hours, friends. Food and our new draft pick t-shirt when it becomes official. Diehards, you get 20% off. As always, regular price tickets are also available. All chgo.com. Come and join us. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, We're also going to do something a little less formal on Wednesday. Details of that to follow, but Join us for this big happy hour at Hopsmith Nashville. It's going to be a great time on a huge day and maybe the most important day in recent Hawks history, at least since uh, June of 2015. Yeah, I would say oh, so. Yeah. yeah, and there was never this amount of hyper buzz back in t- 2007. No. When the Hawks had the number one overall pick, first of all, there wasn't as many fans that were into it. The coverage of the team was not as, uh, (laughs) you know, in depth as it is now. Like the Hawks were kind of a forgotten, uh, outside of the hardcore fans, they were a forgotten entity. And Patrick Kane, we love him. One of the greatest Hawks of all time, one of the greatest American born players of all time. But, it just wasn't the buzz. I mean, again, different time. You didn't no. have YouTube. You didn't have all this stuff where you could easily see highlights again. Or Hawks games on TV. That too. Um, <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. That usually helps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a big, big day. And I think another difference is back in 07, Patrick Kane was not the consensus yeah. guaranteed number one pick. There was a lot of debate. He it was, was the, he was the favorite, but it wasn't it wasn't a guarantee. Right, it was between him, James Van Riemsdyk, and uh, Kyle Turris. Yeah, they made those the are, right play. Dale Talon yeah. made the right call, but I think you know a lot of people probably back then were, oh, he's too small. You got to pick the big center <laughs> like Van Riemsdyk or Turris, and now. This time, there's no doubt who you're picking number yeah. one. Yep. I The first thing I ever covered, uh, Hawks-wise, was that Patrick Kane draft. I was at the United Center. They had a draft party. It was very, not low attended, but it certainly wasn't what it would be if they did it this year. Right. Um, and then I went to Connie's Pizza on Archer, where Jason Goff was doing a live show. 
and he put me on for a segment to talk about Patrick Kane. Nice. And I was trying to convince people, like, this is huge. This is the kind of thing <laughs> they can turn a franchise around. And, you know, they got Jonathan Taves last year, and this is a big thing. All right, cool. It was like a 20-minute segment. I appreciate J- Jason's the first person to put me on here to talk about anything. Yeah. Um, so that was great. But uh, there was just so little. I was like, oh, cool. That sounds fun. S- now a, it's such a different buzz. Yeah, we've been buzzing about this kid for a year and a half. Yeah. And now it's 14 days away. We have been talking about next Wednesday night literally since our very first show last March. We have been mm-hmm. headed in that direction. And to be there and finally see it, it's going to be awesome. Especially in front of the Nashville fans. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. yeah. I, I, I wait to feast on the booze. It's going to be great. <laughs> the booze and the booze. Just breathe them in. I just imagine, like, The Rock... You don't know, yeah. do anything where it like smells the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be good though. I mean, we'll see how much of a big Nashville crowd is actually there. We'll they, yeah, they come out. They come out. I mean, they don't. Where do they pick this year? They're they're not. They're Nashville. Nashville. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. They're in the middle. Not super exciting, you know, but right in the middle. I think they'll come out. But I think you're gonna see. I'll bet there's gonna be a lot of folks from Chicago there. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, and I hope they're I all hope at so. Hopsmith on hope, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I hope to see them. While yeah, that would be great. So come out and hang out with us at Hopsmith on Tuesday. But we'll be around. You'll see us around. We're going to be giving you tons of content from Nashville. It's not just the three of us. Uh, Casey, our social media director, is coming. Steven, our producer, is coming. We'll be doing shows all week. Yep. Uh, we'll have, you know, access and interviews and all sorts of stuff. So I've been, there's promises of pizza. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, well, of course. We'll be active all over the Twitters and the social media. Come find us. I'm going to pack some of my most obnoxious shirts <laughs> so it'll be easy to find in nice. Nashville. Nice. <laughs> Promises of Pizza is my next book. That's yeah. going to be the name of my next book. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that a Tenacious D record? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. There's a parody Damn of, you, of Drops of Jupiter. Um, anyway, so Vegas wins. What a... I don't know. We said, like, this is going to be a great series, super close. I hope it goes seven. <laughs> nah. It was just... Not good. Not so much. It was not a good cup final. No. We've been seeing a lot of, is this the worst Stanley Cup final of all time? I don't know about that. I say no. It might, I mean, it might be the worst Stanley Cup final since the last time the Florida Panthers were in. And that (laughs) that one was pretty damn lousy, too. I think they, the the avalanche swept them. And I think, I think uh, Panthers had four goals in four games. Um but, we're, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, we're only two years removed from that Tampa-Montreal Cup final. That Cup final sucked. So, like, yeah. I know recent memory. I hear a lot of people on on there, outside of the ridiculous, oh, I'd rather have Jack Eichel than Connor McDavid takes no, you wouldn't. out there. Like, stop lying. Vegas would make that trade today. If Connor McDavid had been on Vegas, he'd have multiple cups by now. Yeah. It's called yes. being on a really good deep team with a good coach. It makes the world a difference. Had they traded for Connor McDavid instead of Jack Eichel, they would have won the Stanley yeah. Cup this year too. Um, so, uh, but the other thing that I've been seeing is like, oh, we heard all year the Eastern Conference is so tough, and then they fold in the Stanley Cup final to Vegas. Well, getting through that Eastern Conference took its toll That's on it. the Panthers. Yeah. You beat Carolina, Toronto, and Boston. You had nothing left. And you had... You know what? Twenty plus games of just trying to get to the playoffs anyway. Thank you, Buddy Robinson. Right. Um, like that team, they they just ran out of gas and like. And Paul Maurice was going over the injuries. Matthew Kachuk played a game with a broken effing sternum. That's you should be in the hospital. That's 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 not bravery. That's stupidity. I'm yes. sorry. It's insane. I, that it's, is. It's it's. I love this part of the season when you hear, I love it and also cringe. Yeah. Because you're like, what are you doing? Like, but just hockey players are, are, are different. It's a breed. different thing. They, they're, they're just, it's the ultimate team sport. They're going to go out there as long as they're breathing. I mean, it reminds me of the story I've told here before covering the 2019 Calder Cup final between the Wolves and the Charlotte Checkers. And Stefan Mateau, the son of the other Stefan Mateau, Midway through game three, had a skate come up and get him under the rip. Played half a hockey game with a lacerated kidney. He had to go to the hospital and have emergency surgery after, after the game. After the game. Yeah. Gets me after the game. he finished the game with a lacerated kidney. Look, we said yesterday, there's no way in hell Matthew Kachuk misses this game. He's going to be, unless they tie him to a chair, and then we find out he was out. 
I was very fearful to hear what was wrong with him. Right. I don't know if I can think of a postseason injury as brutal as a broken sternum. Well, and there's no, there's nothing to brace that. There's nothing you can do to like patch it up, breathing, protect hurts. it. Yeah, every Bre- breath, every every move you make yeah. is going to hurt. I, I read that Brady Kachuk had to like get him out of bed so he can go to the pregame and he had to get dressed. He couldn't put on his own pads yeah. or his own skates or his own jersey for game four. Like, and he went out and played and scored the game tying goal. Sixteen minutes. What do you have? Six, four shots, six just shots, something like that. Absolutely, it's insane. It's crazy. I mean, it's just shows you how these guys are are, are wired. You know, it's it's insane. I could yeah. never imagine doing some like. I mean, that's up there with was it twenty thirteen? Uh, Bergeron, where Bergeron played with, playing with a punctured lung. Punctured lung. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hole in his lung and cracked, he's playing hockey. Cracked ribs. Like I'm sure he had some sort of wrist and ankle. Injuries as well as it seems like everyone does at this at this time of year, but yeah, it's just it's we talk about the fine line that hockey players walk, and at at this time of year, you you figure out who has crossed over that line. It, it's just crazy. Aaron Eckblad, another Florida Panthers player, broken foot in the Bruins series. That was two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Playing with a broken foot for and he's like and sleeping his skate. Two, Just keep the one skate on the, the entire two months. Two two <laughs> times he separated his shoulder and he tore an oblique. I don't know if you know where your oblique is, but it's pretty important in hockey for twisting and shooting yeah. and doing anything, basically. Uh, it's it's just crazy. And and the amount of, you know, injuries that the Panthers had that, you know, can came out after after last night's game, like it's hard because like on, on one hand, you understand the, the the toughness of these guys is at a different level. The opportunity to play for a Stanley Cup, uh, some guys play an entire career never getting an opportunity to do it. Some guys, you know, they only get one chance to do it. So you understand that. But at, on the other side of things, you're just like, you know, are are you? It's no secret, like painkillers and pain meds and and other medications that these players are exposed to aren't good for your long-term health and there's a documented history of players abusing these things in career and post-career and was it this morning or last night the report came out about uh was it Guy Lafleur when he passed away he had C- he had CTE. Uh, Henry Richard uh, Henry Richard yeah, yeah Henry yeah. Richard he had CTE 19 of 20 players that have donated their brains to science all were riddled with CTE at the end of their at the end of their lives, and man, it's just the 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 line is razor thin between like toughness, warrior, and mentally unstable. And it's 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 yeah, I you know it's part of the culture. It's though. part it's 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 part of what kind of culture like hockey has established, and and generations of of guys, uh, you know, people playing through injuries like this and playing on this stage has has caused and and look if if you're if you're if i know there's not an actual waiver form but if you're doing that you're signing the waiver form that says my future physical health is i'm rolling the dice on it for for right now and it's uh, that that would be a hard paper for me to sign but again i'm not in there and not in their it's it's it's, you put yourself in the in the shoes of these guys and like They've been working towards this since they put on skates. Yeah. Especially you think someone like Matthew Kachuk, whose father is Keith, and you know that you've got every asset you need to make it to the NHL, right? So you have worked literally your whole life for the chance to win a Stanley Cup, something your Hall of Fame-worthy father never got the chance to do. And Chris is sort of saying in the chat here, like, broken bones heal, right? Like, you can get those fixed. You can kind of – you just pump yourself full of drugs and go play – and it's crazy, it's nuts, but you can kind of, you put yourself in the minds of these guys of, I'm making, what's Matthew Kachuk making, like nine, nine million plus yeah. a year? This could be my one shot. If I can get on the ice, I'm going to get on the ice. As long as I'm not endangering myself long term. Yeah. And guess what? Well, Some you, guys don't give a shit about that either. Right. They say, hey, if I lose the last 15 years of my life, but I get to be a Stanley Cup champion, right. that's a trade I'm willing to make. Yeah. And you also got to remember... When we were all in our early to mid twenties, we all felt indestructible oh, yeah. and 
didn't care. Oh God, but like f being 40 felt like decades away <laughs> and, and, and like, Oh, that's so old. And like, you didn't care. You felt indestructible Yeah. and you didn't put much, uh, and we're not, we weren't professional hockey players at the pinnacle of the game. So I get it to a degree, but then there's other moments where I'm like, what are you doing? But it's, it's the way they're wired. I mean, you see it, you know, the years I spent scouting for the North American league, you see it in 16, 17 year olds that take massive hits and you know, like they're hurting and you see them after games, barely able to walk. And then they get out there and play their third game in two days. Uh, it's just, it is, it's part of the culture. It's ingrained. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just, you know, you hope for some sense and you hope for a great post-retirement career. But as you said, getting your name on the Stanley Cup is forever. Yep. Never goes away. Especially so, when that is what your identity is. And right. for these guys, that's all that matters. Yeah. Because once you're, once you're on that cup, you're immortal. Your name lives forever. I mean, look, if you... You can go back and you could go to any sport really and ask these guys who are, they've got, you know, titanium hips or whatever and say, would you do it again? The vast majority of them say yes. I mean, we mm -hmm. just had Hall of Famer Richard Dent in our studio yeah. a couple weeks ago. I'm sure he's not walking around very limber these days. You know, Dan, you ever seen? I mean, you know, you have, but Dan Hampton oh. waddles around, no knees. His his hands are oh, just they're mangled. mangled. Yeah, I got to shake his hand once a few years ago, and I wanted to scream. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> it was like, so weird. They're like all bent <laughs> out of shape, and yeah, it's. But these guys that played football or hockey or like look at pro wrestlers from you know oh. 70s and 80s before medical advancement before you know off-season regimens before the people learned that like diet and search certain exercises can help prevent these things they're all walking around like you know civil war vets yeah it's but all to all of them it was worth it and they would it's do it again a, it's part of the calculus it really is you know when you decide to make your life in sports you know that you're cutting some years off you're and i think that's part of the two is the exchange for the money and when people say athletes are overpaid Go take a look at some of these guys we mentioned walking around, limping around for your entertainment. You know what I mean? Like right. they, they're only able to do it until they're the at most 40, unless you're a crazy exception like Yarmir Yager or Tom Brady or somebody like that. And I mean, I, I 40 is like the exception. Right. What's the, the av average, what, NHL, NHL NFL career uh, in a sport like this is, what, three years, four years? Yeah, NFL. Where you're playing at, at, a, at a high level. Like. NFL, if you're playing in your 30s, you've accomplished something, mm -hmm. especially if you're playing out. Usually the 30s are the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen. Right. Um, you don't see too many of the skills guys having effective careers yeah. past 30. <laughs> Running backs at the age of 30 are... are retired easers at that <laughs> yeah. point yeah i mean you could say you could say that about nhl when you look at the free agent class oh that guy's 29 oh, yeah. he's too yeah. old i don't right. want like can't, it, it's, can't give it's a 28 crazy. year old a, a seven-year contract because he's not going to be serviceable for five of those years you know <laughs> he's it's, old it's crazy yeah. yeah yeah i love the fact we got an abdullah the butcher uh <laughs> reference in oh our god show how do we get there <laughs> well i mentioned pro wrestlers yeah yeah my favorite abdullah the butcher story is you know you mentioned his forehead he's got those deep scars from oh. cutting himself all the time Gross. he used to go my second favorite first favorite thing about abdullah the butcher is his real name is larry uh, his Larry friend, the Butcher's less hairy. His, his friends call him Larry. Uh, but he would go to casinos, and he would sit at a blackjack table, and he would put the chips in the slots in his forehead <laughs> and sit there just to creep people out. I love that. You're probably putting the cards so in there, too. Nasty. He's playing poker. <laughs> so nasty. Was Larry the Butcher the guy in Brady Bunch? That was, was Sam the Butcher. That, that gave the that meat was, to Alice? giving it to Alice. Yeah, that was Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam. That's right. Larry's, Larry's, Larry's older brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. Larry's, the, Larry's the cable guy as far as I know. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Chris says, uh, what's mind-blowing to him is how Kachuk playing Hurt was still in the middle of every scrum. Yeah, I said to my wife last night as the game was, I think it was, if if Matthew Kachuk was in the game right now, he'd be trying to kill everybody. Yeah. That's what would be happening right now is he'd be flying around. He'd be yeah. escorted off the ice. Uh, another, you know, 10, 5, 2 or whatever for him. Well, it's like. Yeah, it's crazy. Like if if you have a crack, if you have a broken sternum, and you take any hit squarely to the chest, like you're talking about, like completely separating your ribs apart. Like, 
Imagine that's just, not good for you. Imagine getting in. It's, it's ugh, just crazy. Like bumping at a face off has got to be agony. Sitting in a chair, yeah, sitting anything. on the bench, yeah. couldn't get up out of his bed on his own. Like it's, man. I it's, just don't know crazy. how you get from Brady Kachuk dragging you out of bed to on the ice and playing. I mean, painkillers, they've got to have just. But I remember a couple of years ago, I was on painkillers for, I threw my back out severely, not like I did Monday. Um, and I was just out of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I would even. I wasn't feeling any pain, but I wasn't feeling any. I was like floating through the world. There's like this haze around me, and I was, I don't remember getting yeah. to work. Yeah. When I was on painkillers, I went to work on painkillers, so I'm as tough as Matthew Kachuk. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You went and did Thank your you job. Noticing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, when yeah, I, you two are like clones sitting right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. We get mistaken for each other you all Matthew the time. earlier this show, but I, I, I you know, I'm a little more like Keith. Let's be honest about it. We all are. <laughs> God bless him, and man. Speaking of large individuals, congratulations to three-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. Hell yes. And I love Phil Kessel. Got in front of the microphone and told everybody to kiss his ass. <laughs> said, oh, I remember back in Toronto when you guys said I'll never win anything. But last time I checked, this was my third Stanley Cup. Yes. Kiss my fat ass. Is Steve said. Simmons I love here? him. I'd like to talk to Steve, please. I love yeah, him. Right. I absolutely adore Phil Kessel. Love Congratulations. Three-time Stanley Cup champion. Put the uniform on and got to go out there, even though we didn't play. Are we played in one playoff game? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Played, played in the first four Not games. Not in the final at all. No. Yeah. Didn't play in the final. No, but he played all, all 82 games this last He'll season. He'll get his name so on the cup. His name is he on the cup. He got his cup. I don't know what he's going to do next season, but my dream is to wake up and get to spend in an 82-game season going yes. to work and talking to Phil Kessel. That has to be it. a joy. We know you're listening, Hawks. And Phil, it. think about all the endorsement possibilities. Oh, Vienna yeah. Beef is about to open a new storefront. Perfect. I mean, it's just, it does itself. It's, yeah. you know. I, I know he likes golfing, so we can sell him on the beef sleeve. And we can get him sleeve. hooked up. Yep. You know, That's it's, right. it's, it's perfect. And, and yeah. It, I just I, I, I love how much attention and it, you, you just know the kind of character he is already like it's no secret um, but how how many uh, you know healthy scratches in the Stanley Cup final get so much media attention after the cup is won and and Phil was getting all the interviews because everyone wants to talk to him everyone everyone wants to to you know get get his you know get in front of them and 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 i i think it's it would just be the best the second to getting Connor bedard would be getting phil kessel yeah i would love that i mean i mean there's probably some things in between that might be cool no too. not at all <laughs> not for this not upcoming season no. give me this a off, this Besser, off, Connor garland would no, not be this off season right. checklist for me is draft Connor bedard sign phil kessel yeah. and then everything else it's gravy after yeah, that we're halfway there i i think uh <laughs> I love it. I mean, because Phil Kessel is an everyman. Phil yeah. Kessel is like if one of us was an elite goal-scoring <laughs> hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just he's not. Oh, I'm an elite goal scorer. I'll show you guys later. Uh, we got a video. I'm going to oh, share. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's not Your like he's not goal. like this. Like, he doesn't have the body of a Greek god. He has got the body of uh, a CHGO host. And uh, <laughs> like, he, he's just like this dude that looks like you would, like, see hanging out at you know your neighborhood dive bar yeah playing darts and he's one of the best goal scorers of this generation yep good he's, for him it I would love be it would be Kessel. so much fun to cover him and and he's and he said he he plans to play next year doesn't know where it's going to be but i hope it's chicago hey. uh 745 moto fan says no phil kessel he'll just eat up cap space it doesn't matter they've got all the cap space in the world you know how much cap space he ate up this year 1.5 million yeah it'd be a one-year deal for two million bucks and cap one, he goes one quarter of the deal that andreas athanasiu signed yeah. right don't worry yeah, about cap space cap is space not a concern doesn't you have to get to the cap don't for some worry somehow. about it and yes phil kessel will do a lot of eating in chicago but cap space is not <laughs> not what we're worried about exactly. also beyond like the the jokes about his physique, which are fun and plentiful. Um, it's a kind of dude, like, for all those people that want to bring in the experienced leader and all those things, like, he's another one that checks that box. And Three it's not going to be Cup winner. It's not going to be his locker room when he comes in or anything like that. No. He'd just be another influential voice and a good dude. Everyone who plays with him loves him. I just think it's fun. And not that the Blackhawks need 
any reason to sell more tickets next season already. They right. they have one coming in two weeks. Uh, but you got Phil Kessel on the 1,000-point chase. So first go. couple of games of the season, keep the Ironman streak going, and then you get 1,000 points eventually. There's a, there's a celebration. Another Hawks milestone Yeah, for a guy who's never going to be remembered as a Hawk. Yeah, Absolutely. like Peter Bondra. <laughs> yep. uh, I'm for it. You know, it, it'd be it'd be fun, and uh, he'd have to pick a different number. I know he's been 81 most of his career. Can't be 18. Can't could be 18. Can't he could be wear 81. eight. He could be eight. Um, Eight's available, right? Yeah. Yeah. He could be eight. He could be 80. Whatever. Be whatever number you want. And uh, yeah, I'm for it. It's probably not going to happen. I doubt it. But I'm going to pitch it every it's day. Hey, not at all what the Hawks want. No. So, but spent, you know I spent what? all off season <laughs> wishing it last last summer. I'll do it all over. There's again. worse jobs you can have than just stand in the in the circle and wait for Connor Bedard to set you up sure. for one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Well, we do got to get him a beef sleeve, that's for sure. The beef One sleeve. way or another, we'll get it in Vegas Golden Knights colors if we have to. Yes, and I know where you can get the beef Golden sleeve. Golden beef sleeve. Uh, now that the hockey season is officially over, all 32 teams are hitting the links starting today. Well, maybe not Vegas. They're a little sleepy today. They're hitting I the strip. That's, um, that's for sure. But when you're ready to hit the links and when you're ready to order your own beef sleeve that's where our pals at pins and aces come in pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of all city and chgo we love our pins and aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course when we're wearing it they are a family-owned golf and apparel business they make amazing polos hats golf bags and even our favorite it's technically the beer sleeve, but we call it the beef sleeve because we tested it. It's an innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers, keep them cold, or four regulation beef sandwiches and keep them warm <laughs> right inside your golf bag so you can keep either drinking cold beer or eating hot beef your entire 18 holes. So check out Pins and Aces. Use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. I want to tell you, I, I was wearing my Pins and Aces uh light weight hoodie that I got from them mm-hmm. on my walk this morning and their customer service is out of the wor- out of this world I when I ordered that I I remember I used the wrong promo code and I told them about it and they refunded me the money and the difference of the promo code like within an hour nice. so great customer service great products use that promo code CHGO and you're going to get 15% off your off your first order and get free shipping at pinsandaces.com and if you're looking for some licensed sports merch there's no better place to go than foco.com you can get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between baseball season is here get your aloha shirts your straw hats your polos your bags everything you need to look sweet look dope as the kids say at Wrigley or at Guaranteed Rate Field. They've donated awesome set decorations to us here. As you look around the CHGO set, you can see the impact uh, FOCO has had with us here. We thank them for that as well. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, and use that code CHGO for 10% off all non-presale items. So Charlie says, do you yeah. think uh, Phil puts bacon on his hot dogs? Yes. I absolutely believe Phil puts bacon on his hot dogs. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I had a, what was that, a uh, place called Parkies? Is it maybe Oak Park, somewhere in that area, mm-hmm. that general area? And I had never been there before, and I saw it. I'm like, I want to check this place out. Pulled in, and I saw on the, it was like a bacon-wrapped cheddar dog. Oh, yes. Like, I'll have that, please. And I saw that they deep-fried the thing. Oh, I was like, oh. well, get the defibrillators out, and uh, this, it was amazing, though. This reminds me, I have a place for you to stop in for your other uh, other show. Okay. Um, there's a hot dogs, Irv's for Red Hot Lovers in lovely Wilmette, right, nice. right down the street from me, has what they call the tater keg. It is a giant tater tot that is filled with cheese and bacon. You cut into it, and it just oozes out. 
Thanks for joining us today on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'll talk to you, everybody, tomorrow. You guys got it from here. See, I knew I'd get you to visit the new house some way. I just didn't know how. That's That's all you had to say. You had me a tater. I didn't realize I had it until yesterday. I went went in there for the first time yesterday, Monday. Keg. A tater keg. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That reminds me of the avalanche nachos at the DNVR bar where they just opened up the bucket and all the nachos. It was like a a Folgers can of nachos. (laughs) It was so good. They were so messy. That was great. I need to go back there and have some. Uh, it was, uh, someone said it, Park Forest, or Forest Park is correct. Thank you, Nate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know That's the all the same. Yeah, Forest Park. It's got like a hand, like an old, it's an old sign with a hand holding a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I've been, yeah, if I used to uh, be a, a semi-regular in, in Forest Park back in the day on Madison. Yeah. The strip of bars there in a, in a different lifetime. On my way into work yesterday, I passed by a uh, hot dogs and uh, Italian beef place. That was Jay's Hot Dogs and Italian Beef, and I was wondering why you had never told us about your restaurant. Oh, yeah, so, you know, that's, I'm saving energy, Munergy. <laughs> yeah. That's my business. Um, by the way, Design Love says, oh, my God, Parkies, it was awesome. Parkies is still open, unless he's thinking of something else. Did they move? Nope, it's been there forever. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bex wants to know, well, is as there... As the a... resident Bears guy, we, we don't say that word. I, no, no disrespect oh, to par- the business, <laughs> but... The, the, the hot dog joint was word. there before he, he slandered the name. You're the resident Bears guy, but right for the next uh, 30-something minutes, you're still a Hawks producer. I got so. you. And <laughs> you guys keep talking about this food, and I'm going to walk off with Jay. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. we're going to cut this podcast All short. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Jay's other show. We're going to lunch. All right, well, as the offseason has officially begun, uh, last night I went on our, our uh, DraftKings and checked out the odds for the Stanley Cup for next year. Uh, you guys want to venture a guess at some of the favorites? Uh, First of all, where do you think the Hawks are? Oof. 31st. They're not th- I'm going to say they're not 32nd. They, well, so there's multiple teams that have the, the lowest odds. Okay, are they, are they part, part of, of that group? They are among that okay. group. It is San Jose, Arizona, Montreal, Anaheim, and Chicago. Interesting. Bet you That's the top up. five picks. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that fluctuates after the draft. That's a, good, that's a good point because you can't. That's true. You can't. You, can, you don't in. know who's on the roster. Yeah. Right. True that. Uh, let's, let's revisit those odds on like July fifth. Yeah. Um, Columbus plus twenty thousand. By the way, all those teams I mentioned are plus twenty five thousand. Columbus is plus twenty thousand. Philly plus fifteen thousand. Then everything else becomes a lot more reasonable. Um, yeah. Your favorites. I'm gonna say up there is Colorado, Edmonton. Vegas, obviously. Yeah. And uh, Toronto is probably Toronto, still going to be in the top. Bo- is Boston still up there? Carolina? Yep. Yeah. Anyway. So the two favorites are Car- Colorado and Boston, both plus 800. Toronto is plus 900. Edmonton plus 1,000. The Devils and Hurricanes are plus 1,200. Vegas is plus 1,300. Rangers plus 1,400. Panthers plus 1,400. And then Dallas and Tampa plus 1600 that that i that panther money is good value there i don't like boston that high boston as the co-favorite that's wrong because they're not going to be the same team next year no they're going to be likely without bergeron and krejci uh you're not gonna have tyler bertuzzi right like they're gonna they're not gonna be the same team they wasted that season that was their shot yep uh i would not take that at plus 800 that's terrible that Panthers at plus 14, that, that might be some good value because I don't think the Panthers are going away anytime soon. How about no. Dallas at plus 1,600? Yeah, they're also a team that's kind of like maybe got one more shot in them Yeah, yeah. with this group. Sees what they, um, see what they so do in the offseason. Yeah. They got, they're going to have a little bit of money to play around with. I think about six six and a half million in cap space. So you can, you know, that's enough to bring back a Max Domi and make a run for it. Um, you could. Yeah, the, see the Blue Jackets at what do you say twenty thousand? Uh, plus yes, twenty thousand. Yeah, they're yep. they're one step ahead of the. Group I mean, you're not going to win bottom. the cup, though. No, but if they were, no. what are the odds of them making the playoffs? If they have like good odds, like uh, that could be a good value bet because mm-hmm. they're not going to be that bad next year. Yeah, I don't see any playoff odds yet. They, they shouldn't have been have this cup. bad this year. They're going to get Mike Babcock. Oh, but now they have Mike Babcock. And yeah, but they've got Ivan Provorov. They're going to be awesome. Yeah, sure. I don't know. And Dave, I don't, Damon Severson. They're going to be better defensively. Yeah. They're going to be better, too, just because they're healthy. Hopefully, yeah. If they hopefully stay healthy. For now. Sure, I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I don't want 
clubhouse to do anything. <laughs> um, in unison. Especially if they're hiring Babcock, which isn't official yet, but I believe the only reason that's not officially official is because his contract with the it'll Maple be, Leafs expires July 1st. So yeah, it'll be they're official waiting on, on the that first. so they don't have to, you know, pay the Maple Leafs anything or something like that. Yeah. So, um, I like, I mean, I, I think Edmonton is always a, a fine bet. You know, if they can if they can shore up the the holes that they've had for the last few years, Edmonton. Uh, I don't think they can make it work with the cap, but if they could figure out a way to trade for Connor Hellebuck, look out! My God, yeah, I mean that's, that's the move. That's it is that's the move for that. That one. would be the move. But how do you get how do you get I out of the situation? How, I just in? don't know how you how you do that without giving up something of major value. What does but, Hellebuck make? Do we know? Right. Um, I'm looking at Edmonton now. Let's see. Connor Hellebuck currently. He's only got one year. Six point one. So let's say let's say six point two. Um, six point one and change. Zach Hyman makes five point five. Evander Kane makes five point one. Nugent Hopkins makes five point one. He signed forever though. Well, the Jets right. are definitely not taking Evander Kane. No, <laughs> no. And I don't think they want any of those guys. They're going to want I younger mean, all those, players. All those guys are signed with massive term. Yeah. You're not going to trade Yamamoto, I wouldn't think. Maybe, though. He's an RFA for, after this for year. For Connor Hellebuck, I would. Yeah. For Connor Hel- yeah, for Hellebuck, you'd make it work. Yeah. I mean, it's doable. Well, how much cap space do they have heading into the year? Let's see. Right now it says they have $5 million in change of cap space. Right. Here's, I mean, part of their problem is they have committed $7.6 million to both Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell until the end of the 25-26 season. Trade Stuart? No, another $5 million. Uh, for another year, if you're trading Jack Campbell after that, if you're trading for Connor Harlebuck, you give him Stuart Skinner to get Connor Harlebuck. Plus, it's going to be, and then you're saying, well, you got like 11 million locked up in goal, but what are the odds that Hellebuck resigns? Then you try that, right? And then and I think the, someone will take a. I guess not. Jack Campbell's what 30. Jack Campbell's 31. Yeah, so he's not. You're and and you're also you have you have no. No draft assets. You have one pick in the first six round, in the first no, five rounds this year. It's a pipe dream, but if they could figure out a way to make that work, get a third team involved or something, or one of those teams gets to it. I mean, I would give that's up. A, that's a Vegas type move to have to do something like that. I would. Well, I mean, get they should have gotten the Kings involved because apparently the Kings are all in favor of giving stuff up and not right. getting anything in return. Um, I would give up, like I like Stuart Skinner. I think he's going to be a, a good goalie for a long time. But I would give up eight years of Stuart Skinner for one year of Connor Harlebuck and a Stanley Cup. I guarantee you, everybody in Edmonton would. Yeah. So Yamamoto Skinner and then throw in a pick or something. Yamamoto is that Skinner enough for the Jets? And maybe a prospect. Well, I don't think the Jets are going to get a ton. Like again, this is overvaluing a guy for one year. If Harlebuck had term. If he was under contract for two, three years, they'd I mean, get more for him. Winnipeg would do that because they're getting guys with term that they're trying to they're trying to re, yeah. recalibrate that organization. And if they trade Dubois, which apparently, which they probably will, that they should. I mean, that's they need they need a complete reset. They you do. can't go back with that core no. and, and think anything's going to. You've change. had two veteran coaches who have been around the league forever, in consecutive years, throw up their hands and say, "I can't do nothing with right. these guys." Right, I can't. And, you know, people, I hear a lot of people with, like, uh, Dubois as a guy the Hawks should be looking at because he's young and he nah. can – I don't want anything to do with him. Is he a good player? Yes, he is. He's also not going to come here. No, but he's 24 and he's already on it his would be second – third team. Both by demanding trades. Yeah. He's demanded his That's, second trade by age 24 yeah. in a locker room that is, as I said – is got confirmed Pudwactum rampant in it, and to me, that's one of the guys at the top of the list. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, no, thank you. It was Columbus and it was Winnipeg, so it's not like it was the Rangers and whatever right. good organization you want to talk about. But still, twenty-four years old to already have forced your second trade—that's a huge red flag for me. And that, and we, we talk about bringing in people to help Connor Bedard. I don't think a guy like that's going to sink Connor Bedard or make him a bad player or anything like that, but. Just why? No. Just why doesn't. even tempt the fates and have some dickhead come in and ruin things for you? Yeah. When the vibes in the locker room are good right now. No, I, I wouldn't. I'm not looking at. Uh, That's the, the sort of thing. If you all. are a player away from a cup, and you say, "All right, I think we have the vet." Like, if the 
if if let's say this happened 10 years ago and the 2013 or 15 Hawks were looking for a final piece to bring in, that makes sense because that's the sort of locker room they can handle a dude like that and say, mm-hmm. hey, know your role, shut up, you're a third-line center, win some face-offs, score some goals, and let's go home. But I don't want him anywhere near a young up-and-coming team. Yeah, nope. no. Let him go to Montreal, and he can— A young up-and-coming team. Yeah, and but that's I mean that he's kind of oh, that's where he wants to be though. He's basically expressed that's where he wants to go. Yeah, so well, which also that's like fine. if I'm it, it, to, I hate how that ob- sort of obligates Montreal to kind of make it happen. Like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna do this. Like, I I hate that. Yeah, but like, if that's the only team he wants to go to, then you lowball the hell out of yeah. Him. yeah, yeah all right, great. Then, yeah, we'll then give you, you a, then you have leverage. Yeah. we'll give you a fourth Just round. Like the pick. Rangers did with Patrick Kane. They knew Absolutely. that was the only place he wanted to go. So all right, we'll. Uh, Let's go look in our left bin of leftovers and see what we yeah. can get for you because you've got no choice. Right. Yeah. And uh, Michael says uh, Dubois also wants nine million AAV. Well, that's if any team pays him that, they deserve everything they got coming to him. Good player. But he ain't like, going to get that out of Montreal. No. No. They, they, they just gave Cole Caulfield a huge raise. They've got Suzuki locked up big time. They gave Kirby Dock a. Well, like, and, and they're kind of using Suzuki as like the benchmark. Like we're not really going to pay people more no, than that exactly. unless unless it's like and they've got they've got worth it. You know, Sapkowski's going to need a second deal here soon. They're drafting another top five pick this year. Mm-hmm. They're not in the they're not in the position. Well, it's another thing too, where money. that's a team who arrow has pointed up. Even though they're not a good team yet, the 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 feel around the organization is positive. Like everyone knows, in a few years, Montreal is going to be among the, some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference if they stay in this trajectory. So, I don't know. I think Dubois might just be sitting there with a thumb of, a thumb of his ass because, well, and it's I don't like, know. I'm not. I'm not messing with that stuff. And, no. and he's a he's a good player. He's a very good. But player. he's yeah. he's not he's not worth. Nine he's million. what the Hawks kind of need. He's got some size, some skill, you know. But no, thank you. No. Yeah, give me Brock Besser instead. Career you. career high last season. In points six with sixty three in seventy three games, he's he's top sixty three times, sixty three last year, sixty the year before that in eighty one games, and sixty one points in his second year in Columbus in eighty two games. So, like, yeah, he's a good good. You player. want nine million a year? You got to get me eighty points. Yeah, <laughs> at least right. on a consistent basis. I'm not paying nine million dollars a year for sixty points. No, no, nor should you. Uh, Levante in the chat says, "Did y'all discuss what you want the Hawks to do with their cap space?" Uh, we've ta- we've talked about it a few times. Um, yeah, it's been ongoing, but it, since we're on the conversation, we could probably get into it a little bit here because we haven't done much Hawks on the show. Um, I think what they're going to do—you saw it already—they overpaid Andreas the Tennessee by probably a million and a half bucks, which is totally fine. It's a two-year deal. He's here to fill a gap, and then he's movable at the end of that contract if they want, or he walks away, and it's not a huge loss. Um, I do think you're going to see them take on some veteran contracts, but not so much like the Peter Mrazek sort of a thing. I think they're going to try to get some teams out of cap hell and take on some assets too. That's what we're talking about, like Brock Buster, Connor Garland, guys in that kind of a mold who the Hawks could take on that will help the team, um, make the team better, obviously deeper, and help them get to the cap floor. And then you'll probably see some free agent overpayments as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the summer they're going to go crazy. There's nothing out there that's going to be a foundational piece for the next cup contender. That's not happening this summer. The next two summers, 24, 25, that's when you're going to get those guys that could be like the piece, the, you know, the Marion Hosa, the piece that puts them over the top. Uh, a guy that you add to counter Bedard to make your team go from, you know, on the rise to arriving. Um, but yeah, this year, this summer, look for the same type of guys they brought in last year. Uh, they obviously already done one of them, but uh, that guy. Andreas. Yeah. Jeez, I, oh, I, I stumble over that name. Double A. Double A, number 80. <laughs> what was his number? 89. Last year? 89. That's right. Um, God, the last season seems like it was two years ago. Seriously, already. it really does. Um, but Domi and Anthony C were brought in last year. Those are the type of guys. Look for them uh, possibly like in training camp, like last year with Jared Tenorti, adding a guy that gets put on waivers, Yeah, uh, a veteran guy that gets put on waivers right before the season starts. 
Um, I look for the Davidson to be active with that roster up until opening night. If there's a team that that's a contender that gets an injury to a key player in in training camp in a preseason game, he could be like, all right. I'm open for business. Yeah. Outside of that that kid wearing number 98, <laughs> you're going to have your pick. What do you want? One name you brought up that I think is interesting is Max Pacioretty. Uh, 35 years old, coming off two ACL injuries. Um, looking for probably a one-year deal to see if he can get his game back a little bit. If he misses part of the start of the season for the Hawks, it's not a huge deal. Uh, can add some offense. That's something like that maybe to keep an eye on. Because I can't see a lot of contenders saying we're going to put our hopes in the uh, Max Pacioretty basket at this point. No, but from what I've heard, um, Elliot Friedman has talked about it a couple. I've read it a couple of places. Carolina wants to see if they can bring him back. They yeah. really think that he was like the missing piece to that puzzle. Um, they want to see if they can bring him back. Um, obviously, he's going to be for a much smaller rate than what he was making yeah um but he is a team that like fits really good on that we had somebody uh i think it was design love asses if, if alex to is worth nine million that all depends on the situation um to in carolina would be a fantastic yeah. fit mm-hmm. that fits his game perfectly that's like what they need to we saw with what here with the Hawks, the Brinkett is, and we saw it with the centers. The Brinkett is a very good player. Now, don't take this as a slam on Alex Brinkett, but he's not a player that can create his own offense. He needs no. to be on a line with a playmaker like a Patrick Kane to where he can just go hang around the left circle and wait for that pass to come and do what he does best and fire off that great shot of his. He can do that in Carolina. Put him on a line with Svechnikov yep. and Aho and just let him just zing in one timers left and right. Uh, that would be a really good landing spot for him. Um, so we'll see. He's got to be your. He's got to be like your second best forward. Yeah, yeah. At, at least he's he is not the guy at this point in his career. He's not the guy that's going to drive drive a line. He he can be a one B to a to to someone like that, but I don't think he's the guy that is is your your team's best player, your team's best forward. I don't I don't think he's that. He's, uh, he's a good supporting cast, for sure. Nikhil has, has, a, has a good question here about cap cre- creativity. Uh, like the NBA is doing sign-and-trades where they sign a player and then trade them at 50% retained. The difference in the – I don't know what the rules are in the NHL as far – or in the NBA can, yeah, I don't think as far as that. retaining salary. In the NHL, you're only allowed to retain salary on a, a certain amount of three, three. Four, three guys. And the Hawks are already got re- retention on McCabe. Um, and do they? Is there anybody else out there? I don't think so. Well, the Dun- the the Duncan Keith penalty is out. Uh, You've no, got just the McCabe. buyouts of Borgstrom and yeah, Connolly still that's there. Not that's not retained though. Duncan that's, Keith recapture. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah. So it's just McCabe. So that's you're only allowed McCabe. three. So I don't think teams. Yeah, two more. Teams. I'm sure you could do that. NHL really hasn't done that yet. Um, but I think some of the teams, especially teams that are on the lower half, love to have that retention option because that gets you involved in trades trade at the trade deadline where you can get a draft pick just for taking on dead cap yeah, space. Yeah. Um, so with that limit of three, re, you know, salary retentions per season, you're not going to see a lot of that. But I, you know, maybe one day a team gets creative and says, "Screw it, we're going to do it. We're going to sign this guy and then trade him." But that, that, that but it doesn't a make a lot of sense because why wouldn't the team then just sign him anyway? I mean, yeah, you're gonna you, get the fifty cent retained. If but. you're signing, I don't know what the I don't know what the purpose of retaining would be. If you're signing a player to then trade him, it's not that's not money on your books. You're just signing them. You're signing them to the contract that the right. team it would be like it would be like he's gonna take on. Unless the Ottawa Senators signing Austin Matthews for eight years for $10 million or $12 million a year, and then they trade that but then keep the $6 million a year for half the contract, for the entire contract, that just gives you dead – no matter what you get $6 back, million of dead money for a guy Yeah, you then can't you. use that cap space to sign – like, you, 
Well, the NBA yeah, it, has it the luxury tax. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't yeah, work. You could go the over the salary cap in the NBA if you want to. Yeah, there's a hard cap in the in the NHL, so you can't take retain, creativity is limited in the, in the yeah, NHL. you can't retain fifty percent of a big contract for six or seven years. Yeah. Because it just you, that's just dead money. You're you're hindering yourself for a season or two. You could do you can get away with that. Like the Hawks are in the situation to do that now, because they don't need they're not worried about cap space. One thing I'm interested in uh, that the Blackhawks could do that I think would would really be beneficial for the idea of development and you know move, moving some players forward and not burying any of these these young players uh tomorrow is the official opening of the nhl's buyout window and i wonder if they buy out nikita zaitsev he's a candidate because he's he's on the books for two more years uh or i'm sorry just one more year but that's a guy that he has he has no part to play in the future of the organization um he's just taking a spot right now he's he is overpaid and yes, you do need that money to get to the cap floor, but you buy him out. Uh, you buy out his contract. It's on your books for for two more two more seasons. The cap hit this year would be two point eight three three million uh, for twenty three twenty four twenty four twenty five. It's eight hundred and thirty three thousand. It's nothing. It's a no brainer. Um, and and you open up and you open up a space. We keep talking about how you know we want to see guys like Alex Vlasic and. Um, Alec Regula, Wyatt Kaiser, Isaac Phillips get these opportunities. Yeah. Well, you get Zaitsev out of out of the out of the way. Basically, you get him out of the lineup. That's another spot that you can open up to bring one of these young guys in. I don't know. I just I I, I feel like that would be a move that if I'm Kyle Davidson, I, I look at and I say we keep money on the books, we open up a roster spot for a player that we're more invested in getting an opportunity this season. I don't know. I, I think that would be something that they, I also, they could do. If they don't sign and trade Zaitsev, it makes me really hesitant. I'm sorry, buy out Zaitsev. It makes me really like itchy about signing Caleb Jones. And he's not going to cost much, but now you're talking about four roster spots, potentially five if you consider it an already an everyday player, tied up in, in veterans. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world to buy out Zaitsev. You give Caleb Jones another deal. And if Isaac Phillips or whoever else comes and earns that job, because it feels like Alex Vlasic has a spot too. Yeah. As he should. He's earned it, right? Uh, so there's four or five. Like, there's not a lot of open spots here. You got so it. buy out Zaitsev, give Caleb Jones another short-term deal for a couple years, whatever, a couple million, and call it a day. Like, I, I'm – I don't know. I, I, I saw enough from Caleb Jones underneath Luke Richardson – I've seen enough growth in his game to think there might be more there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still young. He's 26. You know, Zaitsev is 31. He's just not a fit here. I Nothing against the guy. Like, he came in and was fine. He didn't cost the Hawks in any way, shape, or form, but he's just a guy out there. He's just taking yeah. up a spot. Right. If someone's going to take up a spot, a veteran, I want it to be someone who could potentially still have some room to grow with this organization. I think mm-hmm. Caleb Jones has been pretty solid especially over the last season you can argue that no player progressed more from opening night to the end of the season than caleb jones did last year yeah yep both caleb and seth yeah have benefited yep. from luke richardson. that coach luke richardson and kevin dean man they they did great things with those two guys yeah um it gives me a lot of uh optimism into the future with all these young defensemen coming that they're going to be able to help them yep. um yeah, Zaitsev, uh, we're already hearing tank commanders. Next year's not a tank season. Let's knock that off. It's, Next year's it's not, not. There's no expectation to win, but like, let's not do another season where we all get mad after every win. Ne- next year's not necessarily. They're not. I'll say this. I'll wait till 4th of July to, to really say, are they tanking or is it just going to be, we're going to ride out this season and see what happens. Uh, because if, 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 if the moves they make in fr- at the opening of free agency or anything are any indication that they're tanking, um, then yeah, then maybe we're in a, in a situation where it's it's going to be Connor Bedard, Lucas Reichel, they're going to be the main attractions while everyone else tries to lose games. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case though. I think I think next year is going to be a younger team 
a more uh, it's going to be a learning year and i think with 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 those uh you know with those qualifications on the season you're not going to win many games in, in the nhl who knows they might surprise you might we might be talking about a team that is flirting with you know a few games out of a wild card spot uh by the time it comes around to christmas but you know i i I just don't think next year is necessarily we are bottoming out again no no you talk about the nature of the fan Corey's talking about tank commander and then we got robert here earlier in the chat saying if the blackhawks don't win the stanley cup next season i am officially done (laughs) with them forever just save yourself (laughs) save yourself time and just go now (laughs) i'll take robert's spot but no like I envision them to flirt with a top five pick again next year, but it's not going to be as deliberate as it was yes. this yeah. season. Yeah. I like, agree. hey, if they piss off the hockey world and somehow get the number one overall pick again. Oh, no. Hey, if there's two drafts to, to win back to back so you don't win it for the next five years, this is the one. These, do it? These, yeah. these two coming up are. I mean, are I wouldn't be against it. Win. I just don't want to go through 82 games of people getting mad. You know who you are. Um, every time they won. And Here's it was all a waste of energy because here we are two weeks away yeah. from getting Connor Bedard. And yes, exactly. they're not going to, and Corey uh, finishes, but don't want to rush to rebuild like the Rangers. They're not going to rush anything, but they're just not, it's not going to be as Deliberate. bad on purpose as it was last season. They're not going to be good. They're not going to contend for a playoff position. They're not going to go out and make stupid free agent moves this year they're not going all in but they're also not next season yeah they're also not going to be like counter bedard or bust even though it really was never counter bedard or bust but it kind of sort of was um (laughs) yeah it was it was shoot for counter bedard and maybe land at adam fantilli yeah so next year is just going to be as you said about more young players we're going to get more guys up here that matter but there's going to be the growing pains yeah and there's going to be a mix of veterans um, and there's well, plenty of good storylines to watch. What does Taylor Radish do? Yeah. You know, how does he progress? What Boris Kachuk do we get next season? Is he going to be the the guy that had zero confidence and didn't look like he belonged in AHL that we saw for most of the season? Or is he going to be that guy that was maybe one of their best players for the last six weeks of the season? He was yeah. good. It could be a lot of stuff to talk about next year. You get a Connor Garland or a, or a Brock Besser, that that makes things a little more interesting. They're going to be more Kessel. competitive. Not that they weren't competitive last year. They definitely tried to win games. Yeah, they competed, But they're going to win more games that they don't deserve to win yeah. next year because you have Connor Bedard. I, I would much rather go through a growing pain season than a tank season. Yeah, because I don't want to be hand-wringing over the points and the schedule and the standings. No, we're not doing that this year. No, there's yeah. not going to be a tank standings. There's not going to be draft spins after every game. That was fun, but my God, that got so stressful the last <laughs> six weeks of yeah. the season. Like it was ridiculous. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, it's it'll it'll be nice and it, it'll be more relaxing to just be like, ah, well, they're f- they're fifth from the bottom. Oh well, like yeah. you know, because because I think. This, this past season, we were so focused on Connor Bedard and have been for the last you know year and a half, two years, um, knowing where the franchise is, where it needs to go and everything, and, and how important of a piece he would be. I think now, knowing he's in the organization, knowing the, the young players that they have coming up, uh, you know, young guys that they're going to have the ability to draft this year and in the 2024 draft and, and beyond, it makes it, I guess less weight would be put on of like they have to land one or two in next year's draft like like they they could they could finish seventh you know with the seventh best odds and potentially still win it that's how the lottery works Um, but but they could they could finish with the seven best odds and get someone who's like yeah they they're they're a top 10 top five first round talent you add that to the mix like it's it's gonna be fine and that that's that's really the effect that getting through this past season and getting Connor Bedard has on on right. you know looking to the future it's like it it takes some of the tension out cuz you're like well this top end player is coming in to this already budding group like you know the, the people worried about rushing things or anything like that like they're not Davidson's not in that mindset 
And no. what's already here is looking pretty good. If anything, the addition of Connor Bedard does take a year off the rebuild, but it takes a year off the back end of the rebuild. It doesn't change the plan this year. Yeah, nor right. should it. And it, uh, as you said, now now that you have Connor Bedard, or you're going to in two weeks, the need to get a top three pick next season isn't as great as it was this past season. Mm-hmm. And hey, maybe you land there too, and that's gravy. But if you're picking fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth next year because of the lottery, guess what? You still have Connor it's, freaking yeah, Bedard yeah. on your team. It'll be, it'll be and just you've got fine. Kevin Korczynski coming and Frank Nazar and all these other guys and all the guys we picked this year. Be fine. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the reminder, Greg. Speaking of Connor Bedard, I shared this video with you guys today <laughs> of this goal I scored in NHL 98 with Connor Bedard. Uh, in 98. He's 98. NHL 23 with Connor Bedard. Look at that. Yeah. Tackled by Ray Bork and Joe Sackick. <laughs> falls down. His leg dislocates. But Connor say. Bedard still has the presence of mind to pack pack to poke the puck behind Patrick Waugh. That's easy to if say. If that's not how he scores his first NHL goal, he's a bust. I love that he's <laughs> playing against a team that existed before he was even born. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was a, so I was going through, you go through the challenges, and the challenge was you had to score two shorthanded goals but only take one penalty. So I had to score two shorties oh, and, one, on and, one one, and one penalty kill. So I went in and changed all my penalty kill lines. Like I got Bedard, I got like a souped up Reichel, Kane, Kaprizov, and I had uh, Sam Akita and uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. I had the speed out there, and I got I, I finally I finally got the thing done. So there was my my Connor Bedard goal. Awesome. You had to beat the Avalanche alumni. That's great. Which was cool. That was fun. I I, I love the realism of uh, of the <laughs> NHL games now, where like literally you can be falling onto your face. Like, you can toe pick and still snipe it, like, 100 miles an hour top corner. With, yeah. Like, no problem. Yeah. Like, the... the you haven't seen that happen? The EA games are getting are getting uh, really ahead of themselves with all the goofy shit you can do while falling down. Did you see the Madden... Uh, I think it's the Madden 24 trailer. Like, uh, Patrick Mahomes is, like, just throwing sidearm 60-yard bombs <laughs> while falling out of bounds. Like, it's the dumbest shit I've ever yeah. seen. That game already exists. It's called NFL Street. You can play it on the original Xbox. Yeah. I, awesome. I think gamers, though, have gone from, uh, at least in the sports genre, wanting it to be as realistic as possible to now backtrack and go on. Yeah. I want to be able to do crazy video game stuff. Hey, bring back the, NHL hits. There should be. There should be. Midway Sports. There should be. Get back in production. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> NHL, uh, or uh, what was it? NFL, NHL hits. Was that the one with Pat Foley? No, no, that was uh, Open Ice. Open Ice, still yeah. one of my favorite games ever. And then ever. there was Wayne, was it Wayne Gretzky? Hockey? Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey was yeah, Nintendo 64. They were essentially 64. the same games. They, they were a little different. different. The, yeah. the, the, the Open Ice one was Open more Ice like, was like NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you would get on fire, and it was that game was awesome. We went to we had a date night at the Galloping Ghost. Uh, shout out to in Brookfield, the amazing arcade, and so great. I found both of those games and we were there for like three hours i think half of my time was between wayne gretzky 3d hockey and open ice me too and my third game that i love is WrestleFest. yeah but the one at galloping ghost it's, it's the, yeah, screen's the screen's kind of janky yeah. so get that mm-hmm. WrestleFest was good uh and then uh, i spent a lot of time playing the old indiana jones and the temple of doom video game that that i forgot about yeah nice i'm gonna have to go back there after nashville that that was great that's so fun great way to spend an evening Yes, I'm, I'm a big fan of the of the beercades, that's for sure. Yeah. Another great way to spend an evening is on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that app. Use the code CHGO. New users can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. We told you about the uh, NHL Stanley Cup futures. Maybe put a bet down today. If there's some long odds you like, you think some team's going to be good in free agency, do that. You've got baseball underway, of course. There's so much going on in the world of sports. So many wagers to make. Do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, use that code CHGO, and new users can make a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny Four six seven three six nine in Kansas, call 800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty-one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. 
terms at sportsbook.com sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. I don't know why I can't get that URL right. Sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. You got it. There you go. You got it. Out of practice. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah. yeah. Haven't had that for, for a little bit. Hey, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, again, congratulations, Stanley Cup champions. I saw the party was going on in Vegas last night. Uh, I don't know how many uh, Goose Island beers are available uh, on the Vegas Strip, but I know, I know how many beers period are available on this trip after. Yeah, they're night. they're they're running <laughs> low, I'm sure. Uh, but I know if and when the Blackhawks celebrate their next Stanley Cup championship in the city of Chicago, there will be plenty of Goose Island because they are Chicago's beer and have been since 1988, and they are the proud beer sponsors of us here at CHGO. I know I would uh, love to drink a Goose IPA right out of the Stanley Cup. The six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style. You got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer, what the Goose Island brewers are drinking. You got the tropical beer hug, the dry hopped Imperial IPA with a 9.9 ABV. Uh, And of course, Stanley Cup might be big and silver, but you got the big gold 312, the wheat ale, the staple of the Goose Island uh, beer lineup. You can get all of those beers and more uh, at their original brew house, ultra fresh, exclusive beers uh, on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room, which is on Fulton Street nearby uh, our offices here in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company. All right, drink them down. We'll talk to you tomorrow at two. Thanks to Greg for running the show today. We're back at two on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.